Um, I wonder if we can bring that last song up again. Um, so I've just messed with the procedure. If we go to the last song, which and that last verse, we sang it twice. What should I gain from his reward? That'd be great. It reminded me of um, when I survey the wondrous cross, my richest gain I count but loss and poor contempt and all my pride. And it's a similar sort of feel. So we go to the last, the last, very last ones we did, which said, what should I gain from this reward? All right. Interesting, isn't it? I cannot give an answer. I cannot give an answer. What should I gain from his reward? I cannot give an answer. I wonder how we feel about what Jesus has done for us. Are we so overwhelmed? Like when this song was written, you can imagine it wasn't, gee, that's a good lyric. You can imagine the heart that was happening when this song was written. The reflection on what Jesus had done and no words can express the, the blessings and the benefit and the life we've been given in Jesus. To sing this song just before I read some words is pretty appropriate because today we want it to be all about Jesus. It's, it's not about Tony and Wendy, although we love these guys so much. It's not about Rachel and I. It's not about Scott and Sam. It's not about us, actually. It's all about Jesus. And it's all about, we, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Jesus. And we can sometimes think we wouldn't have the church because it wasn't for Jesus. Actually, we wouldn't breathe if it wasn't for Jesus. And so uh, what happens is sometimes we lose sight of that, don't we? And we just, we just live in the reward. We just live in the reward that we can actually breathe. We're frustrated with the masks and all the rest of it, but we breathe because of Jesus. I want you to imagine what it would be like if you owned a, owned a business or had some great wealth or had a, whole lot of, had a whole lot of blessings in your life and you decided to put them in the hands of someone you love, a child, a friend, and you put all your resources in their hands and said, Here, here's my resources and, and, and I would trust you with them and, and I want to partner with you to do something great and, and, and I gave you breath, I gave you life, I gave you everything, let's do something fantastic together and then they went, that's fantastic, they took it, they went off and they just actually invested in their whole life and forgot all about you. It would be like going to a financial advisor and taking all your wealth and all that you have and giving it to the financial advisor and saying, here's all my precious wealth. Here's everything I have. Would you do me a favor as a financial advisor, as a financial investor? Would you take this and would you grow this asset for me? And turning up a year later and saying, how did we go? And they say, oh, it's been amazing. I bought myself a BMW. I bought myself this. I bought myself. Your money has been used really, really well. I've had the best life. And you go, oh, hang on, I, I, I put these things in your hands because I wanted you to grow them for me. But it's, even, it's, 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 it's more than that. It's actually, I'm going to read to you about Jesus. You ready? Check this out. Now we can go back to the PowerPoint. <laughs> 
I'm going to read to you about Jesus. It comes from Colossians chapter 1. And it's extraordinary image of who Jesus is. It's going to paint a picture that we, we kind of sometimes, I think, lose sight of a little bit. Okay, And it's very similar to John chapter 1, actually. And, and to, the, the title of today's message is actually everyone bringing everything. Because you guys know that Scott and I haven't got all the answers. You know that it's not about us bringing everything. It is. We bring everything. But it's about everyone bringing everything. No. I'm figuring these things out as we go. New church, new new gadgets. There you go. Was that me or you? Was that you? Okay, I'll let you do it. (laughs) I found some buttons on the side. I don't know where they work. Anyway, all right. Colossians chapter 1 says these words. Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. This is saying who Jesus is. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. So what's this saying about Jesus? He created what? Everything. In John chapter 1, it says nothing that was created wasn't, was, nothing that was created wasn't created through Jesus. Jesus created everything. Okay, the next verse says this. next part of this says this. Everything was created through him and for him. Everything was created through him for him. Is there any exclusions? No, there's not. So as we breathe in and out, and we're all doing it now, as you breathe in and out, he created that. He created life. Everything was created through him and for him. It goes on, it said, he existed before anything else. He holds all creation together. Christ is also the head of the church, so he's the head of which is the body. And sometimes we go, we forget the bit before and we just go, Jesus is the church. And that's all we think he is. He's actually everything. He is Penrith. He is everything. But he is head of the church, his body. He's the beginning, supreme over all who rise from the dead. So he's first in everything. In other words, he's not only Lord of everything, of our breathing, of our life, of the city of Penrith, of this church. He's the the Lord of our eternity. He rose from the dead. So So he not only rules what we can see and what we can't see, the rulers and principalities, he actually rules eternity. He is first in everything. It goes on. He said, for God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ. So Christ is God. And through him, God reconciled everything to himself. What? Everything. There's nothing beyond Jesus. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. So today, very briefly, I wanted to talk about everyone bringing everything. Because everything we are, everything we've got, everything is Christ's. And that is absolutely extraordinary. Extraordinary. So it tells us that our capacity, our capacity is Christ's capacity. And that is extraordinary. I know for me, 
in life, all, I, all, I, all, I've, all I've wanted in life is to know Christ and have him just be. It's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. Because that's, that's, that's his desire. That's his design. That's everything. Happens through Christ. Am I giving anybody some new information today? We all know this. The challenge is living it, isn't it? So, I, I, I love to get practical, and I've used these so many times. Because we could all go out of the room now and just go, that's it, let's live for Jesus, this is amazing, I breathe because Jesus put breath in me. We could finish now and just charge out and live for Jesus, and that would be awesome. Uh, and then I just thought, I'll throw a few practical things out here today on what that kind of means, because then it starts to hit home. Okay, and I have these things called the these five T's I've come up with. Now they're not special. Um, I was actually thinking this morning, it's probably I could add another six, seven, or eight, nine T's if I wanted to. But I've got five, and Scott's going to finish with the last one, which is our talents. And it's about everything, everyone bringing everything to serve Jesus. And one of those T's is our talents, which is our spiritual gifts and our abilities. And Scott's going to finish us off with that. But I thought I'd throw a few others I've got in there. And these, and I used to start, I used to have three T's, and they used to be, uh, they used to be my time, my tithe, my talent. I thought, okay, how can I bring everything to Jesus? I'm going to bring to Jesus my time, my tithe, my talent, and because basically I'm bringing back to him what he gave to me anyway. And I've added, but as I've got a little older, I've added a few others. And the first one is actually my title. Okay? Now, if I had my wallet with you, I'd actually pull out my driver's license and I'd get someone to have a read of the driver's license. And this I'm talking about my title. My driver's license actually has something on it which is quite useful. Okay? It has the letters MR on it. Does anybody know what MR stands for? Medium rigid. Medium rigid. What does that mean? I mean, I can drive what? Up to a certain size. I can drive a bus. I can, I'm not very good at it, by the way, so don't get too excited. But I can drive a bus and I can drive a medium rigid. I can't drive a big semi-trailer, but I can drive a sort of a, a truckish. And some people who drive real trucks say, well, that's nothing, because they have HR, which is heavy rigid. Now, now, the interesting thing is, I've been given this MR status. It's a title I have in my life. I am an MR driver. That means I can drive these things. Now, here's the, here's the crazy thing about it. Who, is, who owns my title MR? Is it me? Or, from what we've learned, is it Jesus. Jesus, good, this is good stuff, this is Jesus. So that's one title I have which can be used for his glory. It's one title I have which can be used to bless others. Now, for our immediate response to that is, okay, I must then go and drive buses for youth group or whatever, and that can happen, but it also might be something I use at work. It's just a title or a blessing that God's given me. He may have given you a privileged position. You 
might be a boss that's got a chance to give someone a, a go at something. You may, you know, we actually all have lots of titles. You may have a title, I have a title of, of minister. You may have a title of a leader. You might have a title of parent. You might have a title of a, as a boss. You might have a title as a school teacher. You might have a title as a doctor. You might have a title at work. We have been given titles by God, privileged positions. You might have a title simply because you actually have some, some wealth in your life that God's blessed you with. The question is, are we going to use it for ourselves or are we going to use it for God? Do we consider everything that we have something that we've, we've gained ourselves for our own advantages or is everything we have up for grabs for Jesus? You have a title as a disciple maker. Now we either use it or we don't. Go into the world and make disciples. We have a title as a disciple maker. We well, I don't want to do that one. I don't want to go out and reach people for Jesus. We have a title as an ambassador. We have these titles that are amazing. Let me share with you what Jesus does with titles. You ready? Check this out. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. In other words, he didn't take his title as God to use to his own advantages. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. When Jesus thinks of title, what does he do with it? He had the greatest title of all. God. Equality with God. Not something that he grasped hold of for his own gain, but he laid it down. That we would be blessed. That we would have eternal life. That we would live out our life. And then he invites us to do the same. If he can lay down that title for the benefit of the world... Imagine what we could do with our titles. So just in your thinking now, in our thinking now, just think through the privileged positions or titles that God's given us. What would we gain from that reward? I wonder what our answer is with title, with the privileged positions we have. I'll keep going. Remember, there's a phrase I actually want you to all remember today. Everything was created through him and for him. Back to the Colossians. Everything was created through him and for him. Our title was created through him and for him. Do you remember I said my, the three I used to use were sort of tithe, time and talent? Found this other one I've added, tenacity. Okay, what are you passionate about? What are you passionate about? I know what Brad is passionate about. Because I've heard him speak a number of times. I've, I've, I, I know he loves his sport. I know he loves his cricket. I know he loves his football. I know what he's passionate about. What are you passionate about? What are you tenacious about? What has God put in your heart to love? I want you to turn to the person next to, next to you and say, this is what I love doing. This is what God put... See, remember, everything was created by him and for him. Just turn to the person next to you and say, this is what I love doing, and, explain, and tell them what you love doing. 
Tell them what you love doing. Okay? Tell them why you love doing it. Tell them why you love it so much. Tell them how many times you do it a week. Tell them what you wish you could do with that talent and that thing you're into, where you want to go with it. Keep talking. I want to get a hole in one. I want to, I want to sew. I want to bake. I want to eat, drink coffee. <laughs> Tell the person next to you about a, some, a time when you were so passionate about this that it overwhelmed you. It took over your thinking and you couldn't stop thinking about it. Okay, ready for? I'm gonna now. We now we're gonna do a fess up session. You ready? I want you to put your hand up if you've secretly prayed for a bit of for God to to give you some stuff in that area. Like for instance, Lord, please help Arsenal win. (laughs) You know one of those secret prayers. Oh, gee, I'd love to. Get into that team, or gee, I'd like put your hand up if you secretly actually have prayed about the thing you just shared about in any capacity. Hmm. It's not bad, by the way. It's not a bad thing. What it indicates is there's a tenacity that you would give your prayer to it, that you would you would persevere in it. How many of you have persevered in the thing you're talking about and got better at it? How many, how, many, how many of you have actually been like this? Romans chapter 12, 11. Never be, lacking in, never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. I, was just, I have a memorized NIV version, which says, never be lacking in zeal or lose your spiritual fervor. But never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. How many of us have actually kind of lived that out in a different area of life? Yeah. Now, imagine what would happen if we took that tenacity and that passion and that whatever we did, we recognized that we were given the capacity, we were given the desires, we were given the abilities, we were given the longings, and, we were give, and, and it was, everything was created by him and for him. I have no doubt whatsoever that everybody in this room, God has given a special mission field to. No doubt. There'll be places where you work, where you will spend 50 hours a week that I'm not there. There'll be places or family members that you know that I don't know. There'll be streets that you live in that I don't live in. There'll be sporting teams or, 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 or different... Um, I use sport because I, I know sport. They, I don't know Craft Circle, but I know Craft Circle exists. Um, I don't know arts and crafts and music and all that sort of world. But there'll be spaces where, where everything was created by him and for him. Where, where we go in as Christ's person. Where we bring everything. Where we bring our tenacity and our passion. 
We could be known for what we're good at. We could be known for what we love. That's fine. But wouldn't it be cool to be known as a follower of Jesus Christ that's using all the gifts and abilities he's given us for his glory? Who are filled with thanksgiving to God for the way he's worked through our lives. See, as a, as a church and as a body, we will function when everyone brings everything. Because everything was created through him and for him. Everything was created through him and for him. Next word I use is tithe or giving. Or, and basically I use that word because I said tithe, I mean resources. Do you know, we've been given resources, we just have, we've been, and we have, we have, we've been given much. And all I know is the Bible talks lots about giving, and it says, bring your first fruits, bring your best. Malachi says, bring your best, give well, be generous, take the resources I've given you. Remember I said before, you go to the financial planner, and, and the financial planner takes all your resources and spends them on, them, on themselves. That's, that doesn't make sense. God's given us so much. And then he says, you know, to keep you healthy, you know, um, give to others. Give to my work. It's just a natural expression of, of the blessings we've been given. I, I, I love this verse in the Bible. This, this is my favorite on giving. It says, remember this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Do you know what I've learned about churches financially? And because I've been doing it for a little while now, here's what I've learned. That God just says, here, to the people in the church. Here it is. I'll give you this. I'll give you that. I'll give you this. And then he says, and hey, sit down with me. Figure out in your heart what to give. Give generously, and I'll bless you abundantly. I've just learned that if we are faithful with what God's given us, and we honor him back with it, God just does crazy things. And then what I've learned is this. God doesn't actually need our resources or our money. or our, well, All he just asks us to be faithful. And he goes, all right, thank you for those loaves and fishes. Watch me now. And he goes crazy. He provides abundantly, not only personally in our lives. And, and, and Rachel and I will t- could tell you story after story after story of how God has just gone and done immeasurably more than we can ask to imagine in this place. In fact, it gets to the point for us, we go, I want to give so faithfully to God because he just gives way more than we deserve back. He's incredible. He is absolutely amazing. Jesus is amazing at this stuff. He's extraordinary. And you know what I like about it? That whole thing is filled with generosity and joy and fun. How many of you ever heard a, have heard a message on giving and the word that came to mind in that moment was fun? <laughs> and yet, what, can you see anything in that that, talks, that has a, a dourness to it? 
There's nothing more exciting than generously pouring out to others or pouring out to God and, and doing with cheer and then watching God do abundantly more into our lives. It is fun to take all our resources and go, everything was created through him and for him. Everything. Every, bit of, every, every privileged position, every bit of resource we have, our passions. And before Scott comes up, I'm going to finish with our time. I want to do this one a little bit differently. And it's a crazy, isn't it? How many times does God show up, okay, and you go, wow, didn't know we're going to read Psalm 139 this morning. This was already read today. How precious are your thoughts about me, O oh God? They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. The reason I put that under time is for this reason. God takes time to think about us. He takes time to think about us that if we, if we try to even count the amount of time he spends on us and on our lives and working through us, it would be, be like trying to count the amount of grains of sand on a seashore. That's extraordinary. That's extraordinary. I know this one is really hard for some of us to get our head around. Because I know for some of us, we're probably sitting here going, I know, I reckon God thinks about that person more than they think about, he thinks about me. And if we're all honest, we all go into those spaces where we, we struggle with that promise. Everyone bringing everything because everyone is significant. This was... This is, a, this is a promise to every one of us. This is how much we are in his thoughts. The devil will come along and say, no, 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 no. But this is a promise. And what we're trying to get into today is that Jesus, everything was created through him and for him. There is no one in this room that, that is an exception to that. When the church is flying, when the body of Christ is flying, we all hold on to things like this. We all go, you know, I am significant. I am important because God loves me. And he is for me and he's thinking about me and his time is, his time is actually poured out into my life. I don't know how he does it. That's because he's God. And then what happens is you go, I'm going to let a little bit of that ooze through me. And it's amazing. It's amazing. One of the other things about time, 
I love this verse in the Bible where it talks of Esther. For such a time as this. This is a time. A time for us. A pretty special time. I invite Scott to come up and he's going to do the last of the teas and then we're going to finish up together. Um, figured I'd pick someone who's got talent. <laughs> and, you're going, and Scott's going to talk about talent and he's going to talk about bringing that all for God because that's what this guy does and it is amazing. Yeah, I kind of wrestled a little bit internally when, when Mark and I were talking because he basically just said to you then, um, he said to me, and I don't know how you go when, when people are talking about your talent, but there's always a part of me. Have you ever watched The Voice, seen that show? And, and there's this person, every, every season there seems to be one or two of these people that think they are amazing and their family thinks they are amazing. And they stand up on the stage and they sing and they're not amazing. And, and you, there's part of me that kind of has that thing going on when Mark's saying, oh, Scott, I want you to you know, talk about talent because God's given you talents in certain areas. And there's part of me that wonders, am I like that person on The Voice where I know that other people are thinking, yeah, mate, you haven't got it. And so it's from that place that I want to talk about talent today because I think we all wrestle with that within ourselves. I think we can spot it in other people. We can see talent. I mean, look at that painting that, that Brad did. There's talent there. Um, there's gifts, there's abilities in the body of Christ. Uh, Stephen, who's running the, the sound system up the back, and, and Jeff and Sunil, who are taking care of the technical needs, the the people who make sure everything was ready to go, the beautiful flower arrangements, the organisation, the administration, um, the kids team that take care of our teaching our kids the word of God. There, there's so many gifts and talents here. And uh, we want to, as, as Mark's been saying, everyone bringing everything. And part, one of those T's is, is our talent. And the verse I want to walk through, just step through for the next two hours is in uh, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. I'll give you the condensed, the condensed version. And I've, I've listed it out line by line for a reason because I realise that in each line there's actually something really important for us here. The first one being each of you, not, not some of you. Not some of us, but each, each of you. So this, this verse is talking about you. It's talking about me. It's talking about each of us. Should use whatever gift. Now, what, what, what are those gifts? And I just listed off a few before. But the, 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 the list of gifts is so, so big. The things that, that God has placed in your life through the various experiences that you've had, the various training that you've had, the education that you've had, uh, the knocks in life that you've had, the lessons that you've had, um, the spiritual gifts that God has, has given you, the, uh, the insights that God has given you. Each of you should use whatever gift that you have received. I like that clarification 
because sometimes we can say, well, I haven't got a gift. God hasn't given me a talent. I don't have anything to give. But this verse teaches us something different because each of you should use whatever gift you have received. So you've got a gift, at least one and probably many, many gifts that God has given you that we should use to serve others. Why, why has God given us these gifts? Why has God given us these talents? Well, it's to serve others as faithful stewards. I want to be faithful with, with the gifts and the abilities that God's given me. As uncomfortable as it can be for us to kind of talk about our own gifts and our own abilities because we feel a bit self-conscious and we feel a little bit judgmental upon ourselves, as much as I can feel that way, I want to be faithful with what God has given me. I don't want to be like that person who took their talent and went and, and dug it and buried it and, and didn't do anything with it. I want to use what I have because God's given it to me. I want to use what I have because it's all from him anyway. I want to use what I have so that I can serve others and ultimately serve him and serve his church, which is all, which is all his. So I want to be a faithful steward of God's grace. I want to do it in grace. I want to do it by the grace of God. I want to, I want to do it with grace and by his grace. Because it's from him. It's from him. The gifts and the abilities that you have, the talents that you have are from him. And by his grace, he's given them to us. And by his grace, we want to use them. As faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. And that's what I love about the body of Christ. That's what I love about the church. Can you imagine if we all had the one gift? And, the, and that was it. It'd get pretty boring around here. Uh, we'd have all kinds of problems too, I'll tell you what, man, because if we all had the same gift and I'm now comparing myself to everyone else who's got the same gift as me and, man, I'm not as good as that guy, I'm not as good as her, I'm, man, I'm, and I'm kind of, no, no, but we have all the various gifts, all the various forms that we have in his church, in the body of Christ, that he fits us together, he knits us together, he places us in the body of Christ. It's all him, isn't it? It's all God. And uh, what, what an amazing thing it is to, to know that God has given us gifts to use for him, for his glory, for serving each other, for serving others. And... Uh, what, you know, what could that look like? I'm just looking amongst this room at the moment, seeing a lot of faces that I don't know and therefore a lot of gifts and abilities that, that I'm not aware of. I just don't know you yet. And just thinking, man, what could be? What, what could God do? Mark mentioned the loaves and the fish as well. We've just got a, a few loaves and, and fish here. Like, what, what's that going to do? What's it? And then you'll see in the, in the hands of God... Bang, and then he got 12 baskets left over at the end. Why 12? I don't know. Because he can. Because he can. He's just um, he's incredible what he does. When we will have our hands open, recognising that everything that we have, everything that we've been given, 
whether it's our time, our tithe, our talent, our tenacity, whatever it is, when it's all from him in the first place, in his hands, there's 12 baskets of abundance, to use that metaphor. So uh, there is a song that I want to lead us in worship um, together that we can sing this. I'm going to switch over microphones. It's been a a long time since I've played a keyboard in church. Like a really long time, isn't it? David, what keys I stand amazed in? In G, all right. It's in G. Where's where's G? (laughs) There we go. This song's actually been in my in my head in the context of today for for quite a while, for many days actually. If you'd like to stand, let's uh, and let's just use this as an opportunity to worship. I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene, and wonder how He could love of me, a sinner condemned. Unclean, we sing how marvelous, how wonderful, and my song will ever be. Some deep glory 
His face I at last shall see Will be my joy through the ages To sing of His love for me We sing how marvelous So the last verse we wanted to read today, and you can grab a seat. If everything was created through him and for him, I want you to imagine Jesus gathers us together as his disciples, gets us together, and he says these words. If any of you wants to be my follower, If any of you want to do this, if any of you want to live like everything was created through him and for him, if any any of you want to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me. Because if you try to hang on to your own life, you're going to lose it. So if you don't bring everything, you'll lose everything. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world with everything that I've given you? That's what Jesus said, everything was through me. What benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? Jesus just turned up the heat, didn't he? He just said, everything through me and for me is actually directly connected to our soul. It is so, so exciting following Jesus. So exciting. And it's not just about Sundays. You guys know that. It's wherever we are. So exciting. But so serious. We breathe because he gave us breath. And then the Bible's full of We go on a whole other journey. The Bible's full of this phrase, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. 
we breathe to praise. We breathe to follow. And we gain our soul. Everything is created through him and for him. Let me pray. Or do you want to pray for us? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lord God, it's an incredible thought to, to think and be reminded that everything was created through you and, and for you. Lord, and just the implications of that, the extent of your word just carries so far to the point that points us to Christ in every single way, in every single part of life, Lord, that it all leads back to you and for your plan and for your purpose. So, Lord, I pray that you would, uh, Lord, just continue to open our eyes to see, Lord, how everyone, how I, how we can each bring everything to you. Lord, not just because you're worthy of it uh, and you are, but, Lord, it's just all for you anyway. And, uh, so Lord, help us to live with that sense of, of stewardship and knowing, Lord, that everything that we have in every single way, Lord, is all for you and is created by you. And, Lord, let, let us glorify you in it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.